Candy Matson, The Cable Car Murder by Monty Masters. Part 3 of 3, the final episode. The story so far. Private investigator Candy Matson is accused of murder after finding herself seated next to a corpse on a cable car. In a bit to clear her name, Candy decides to investigate his murder for herself. Candy finds out that the deceased man was called Dwight Ellsworth and decides to pay his brother Roger a visit. Time is running out for Candy. She needs answers fast. Who really killed Dwight Ellsworth? Now what? I just want to go to bed. Well, not for a long time, Bob Blue. Now here's a pitch. You take this bill and I take the next. We'll alternate as we go. Ask if a tall woman with a horsey face dressed something like Queen Victoria ever lived around here. Oh, Candy. I know it sounds wild, but it's got to be done. A horse with a tall face dressed like something like... Rembrandt, look at me. Get that smoke out of your brain. A tall woman with a horsey face dressed something like Queen Victoria. You got it? Got it. Okay, get going. It was slow and tiresome, and the answers I got. A tall girl dressed like Queen Victoria. Oh, sister. That was about Pa. Nope. Nobody like that ever lived here. Are you positive? A dame who fits that description? Yeah, I'm positive. The morning wore on, and so did we. We were over on the other side of California Street by now. So we stopped and had a bite to eat. I had pickles of mine, and Rembrandt had olives on toothpicks and a glass. And again, we picked up the hunt. My heart was suddenly making with a rumba. There, just on the other side of clay, in front of a three-story red brick house, was a police squad car. There was a little knot of people gathered around. I walked up to the block and up in front of steps. I didn't have any trouble finding the room. The door was wide open, and there was a body of the floor. Four representatives of law buzzing back and forth. One of the buzzies was Mallet. Well, my little ambassador of violence, why is it you're always around the extremely dead candidate? I've got no time to brandy the ad-libs, Mallet. Who is it? Don't know yet. No identification. Let me see. <gasps> ah, a pen pal, maybe. I was right. I knew it. Knew it? Knew what? You're right. He was a pen pal. He wrote me a check last night for $300. His name is Roger Ellsworth. Very interesting. Must be open season on Ellsworth. Okay, Candy, time you filled in the blanks. Start. Wait a minute. I want to look out the window here. Mm-hmm. Mallet, there's a couple of younger Ellsworths living in town. I'm sure you'd like to see them stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a 25 Dasher Road. Pick up an old chrome, also named Ellsworth. Five will get you 20. She's the one you're after. All right. But you get back to your place and stay put. I want to have a more illuminating chat with you. Oh, Mallard, I'm just like putty in your hands. Moon was coming up over Diablo and spraying a path of silver on the bay. Still no Mallard. I wonder what could be wrong. This was it. This was a showdown. Have you seen a tall Victorian face with a horsey-dressed woman? Oh, Rembrandt. Candy, I'm so mad at you I could... 
What's the use? Now what's the matter? What's the matter, she says. I mean, roving all over Powell Street, ringing doorbells. Where did you go, you traitor? Rembrandt, I'm sorry. In the excitement, I forgot all about you. What excitement? There's been another murder. In a moment, there's going to be another. I'm looking right at you, Candy. Oh, cool off. Have some formula and stop snorting steam. What was that? Your window, Candy. It just shattered. What? Wait a minute. That window didn't shatter by itself. Quick, get the lights, Rembrandt. Now duck down here. What sort of silly game are we playing now? This isn't a game, believe me. Candy, Candy, are you all right? Yikes, it's a gumshoe. Yes, I'm all right. Where are you, Mallet? Over here, two houses over. We've got your girlfriend trapped on the roof next to you. Don't move and stay covered. Okay. All right, Mrs. Ellsworth. Are you coming down peacefully or do we have to play cops and robbers? I'm not coming down until I get that candy Madsen. Have it your own way. Okay, loosen her up a bit, boys. Better than the 4th of July. Keep your head down, Rembrandt. Oh, is that what? Okay, boys, cease fire. Ready to come down, Mrs. Ellsworth? No, I'm not. That hateful woman. She's ruined all my plans with her snooping and prying. She's going to die, I tell you. <gasps> It was a miracle, Candy. You must have moved slightly, just as she shot at you. It was too close, let me tell you. She's dead? Oh, decidedly. I think she was dead before she hit the ground. What happened? Well, we went out to her house and she was just driving off. We trailed her to North Beach, lost her for a block, and then spotted her car at the top of the hill here. We arrived just as she was getting on the roof next door. Okay, now you tell me your little dream. It was that little ship docking that set my wheels going around. The name Ellsworth started burning in the back side. You saw the clippings Rembrandt dug up. Yeah. The South Sea Island steamship line was slowly being sabotaged. I did some checking and found out the insurance companies weren't going to renew. I don't know why I didn't tie that in sooner. It's just that you had too many things on your mind, Melody. Ha ha. I went out to the place in Dasher Road, and when I left, I was pretty sure the old girl had knocked off her brother-in-law. Why? Well, for several reasons. One, she was a venomous old witch. And two, you never seen such a collection of guns in all your life. And according to Roger Ellsworth, they both enjoyed using them. I noticed one little pop gun that was very interesting. It had silence around it. Uh-huh. That was the one she used on you tonight. And also the one she used in Dwight Ellsworth from the window of that apartment where you found her husband. How do you know? Go back there. You see a nice little bullet hole in the curtain with a little burned panel around it. Now, don't tell me. Yes, I'm telling you. They rented that place knowing Dwight Ellsworth always went downtown a certain cable car. She waited that moment until we were riding by and she popped him. I have now heard everything. Not everything. The reason? Dwight Ellsworth, rather than fighting the insurance company, had decided to sell the steamship line. The old gal thought she'd beat him to the punch by knocking him off. The company that then fall into her husband's hands. But what about her husband? At first, I thought he was another weak-kneed man with an overbearing wife, distraught over his brother's death, but now I'm not so sure. No? No, not when I think about that phone call. 
What phone call? Oh, another little detail that just slipped my mind until right now. Oh, I'll bet. I got a phone call the day after I met with the Ellsworth and Seacliff, telling me to lay off the case. Looking back on it, that call could have only been placed by Roger Ellsworth. So, despite all the boo-hoo tears, it looks like he was in it from the beginning. Then, with me poking around, they probably got nervous. At some point, the missus no longer trusted the hubby and decided she'd be better off without him. No honor among killers. Somehow, she lured him down to that place in Powell and gave him some lead poisoning too. Planning to inherit the whole Kabuda herself, and to be sure she was safe, I was next to Miss Sachs. But I don't get why Ellsworth paid you to look in at something you want to keep hush-hush. Well, it looked suspicious if he refused help finding his brother's killer. And I don't think he planned on me living long enough to figure the scheme out or cash the check. Then he cashed out first. Thanks to his wife, who saved me the trouble. Trouble? While I was waiting for you to get here, the phone rang. It was Uncle Charlie at the chase room. Roger Ellsworth's check bounced like a brand new golf ball. <laughs> What's so funny, Mallet? Listen in again to the adventures of Candy Matson, girl sucker. Candy Matson, the cable car murder by Monty Masters. Music by Duke Ellington and Camp Basie, used under a Creative Commons public domain license. Candy Matson was played by Laura McLeod. Rembrandt Watson was played by Dave Nichol. Lieutenant Ray Mallard was played by Hugh Connolly. Mrs. Ellsworth and Voice was played by Magdalena Wozniak. Continuity announcer was Dave Nichol.